Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com, Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory with great warranties. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. Service department, that is awesome. Gets it done every step of the way. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online, sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. Riley juggles, bobbles, and throws home. Snicker may ask for a, a look at this one, and he says, palms down. So the A's have won back-to-back games. Jonah Broad makes contact, and the party is on as the Athletics win it by the final at 2-1. to one. Good news is uh, that does explain why there is a parade today in Oakland. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, that franchise is pathetic. You have, like, more than half your wins against them, right? Okay. Uh, Let's see. The Holiday Bowl has filed a lawsuit against the Pac-12 and UCLA. Brad McMurphy from Action Network is reporting this. They are seeking more than $3 million in damages. Remember two years ago, UCLA elected not to play in the game hours before the kickoff against NC State? Well, that's the issue. Holiday Bowl filed a suit in Superior Court in the county of San Diego, claiming that the nonprofit San Diego Bowl Game Association lost more than $3 million from the cancellation of the game and that it wiped out the 43-year-old Bowl Game's uh, reserves. They have been trying to negotiate a solution with the Pac-12. The Pac-12 did not compensate the Holiday Bowl for the 21 cancellation. So the Holiday Bowl elected not to pay the Pac-12 this year when Oregon went. Two weeks ago, the Pac-12 notified the Holiday Bowl is going to file a lawsuit if the Bowl didn't pay the conference the money. Oh, from the 22 game. The notification did not reference the 21 cancellation. Mark Neville's the executive director. He declined comment today, but did say he doesn't like the fact that Delaware and Penn State would be on Peacock. No, I'm just kidding. The Holiday Bowl's annual payout is $3.2 million per conference to the Pac-12 and the ACC. The bowl had to refund all of its revenue from ticket sales, sponsorship deals, and television broadcast rights because the game wasn't played. UCLA claimed 
that they didn't have enough because of COVID tests, enough defensive linemen. There are those behind the scene that said only three had tested positive. That's going to be an issue here. The timing's another black eye for the Pac-12. There's no doubt about that. They've lost USC, UCLA. They owe Comcast $50 million because of overpayments over the years. They don't have a grant of right. They don't have a new grant of rights deal, a new TV deal, nothing. And now this. The Holiday Bowl's been playing since '78, and the Pac-12 has had a team in it in 23 of those games. It's the third longest Pac-12 bowl tie-in behind the Rose Bowl and the Sun Bowl. And over the years. That bowl game has provided more than $50 million to the Pac-12 in bowl revenue. So they have sued them. They have sued them. must be great to be an attorney on retainer with the Pac-12. In a related story, Lisa has told Matt they can't get Peacock. No good! No good! No good! If Peacock carried Paw Patrol, it would be considered. Actually, it would have to carry mowers for Luke and Mark to watch. I mean, once again, the ability to keep children calm through video. You two are desperate in that regard. (laughs) Depends on the day. Uh, My understanding is it's most days. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, uh, great to have you back on the show. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Joined now by the man that will be the voice of the Stanley Cup final on TNT, Kenny Albert. Kenny, welcome back, and congrats on the assignment. Thanks so much, Steve. How are you? Doing great. Doing really well. Uh, Looking forward to this in a lot of ways. Uh, These are two teams that... You go back to January 12th, Vegas was 19-20-4. At the All-Star break, which Florida hosted this year in Sunrise, they would not have been in the playoffs on that particular day. What turned it around for each team? Well, it's crazy when you look at the paths that both teams took, Steve. Uh, Vegas misses the playoffs last year for the first time in franchise history in year five after having so much early success. They make the coaching change. Uh, up and down start to the season under the new head coach, Bruce Cassidy, as you mentioned. And then you have Florida, who went 25 years without winning a playoff series, finally did last year, losing the second round after finishing with the best record in the regular season. And then this year, they're nine points out in late December, and they scrambled to make it uh, in during the last week of the season. And then they fall behind the Bruins three games to one, and the rest is history. So... 
um, you know, two very unusual paths, so to speak, and Vegas wound up winning the Western Conference, finished with 111 points. They had a great second half of the year, uh, but they had some injuries. Their captain, Mark Stone, missed a significant amount of time. They used five goaltenders this year. So Stone finally comes back. Uh, they shore up the goaltending. And then on the Florida side, Sergei Bobrovsky, who's been incredible during the last 12 games, winning 11 out of the 12, he was not even the starter down the stretch in the regular season and over the first three games of the playoffs. So you probably would not have written the scripts this way, but uh, here they are, Florida and Vegas, two teams that have never won a Stanley Cup, getting underway on Saturday. And you mentioned the goaltending issue. Aiden Hill's there because of an injury. Bobrowski didn't even start the first uh, game against the Bruins. In fact, uh, Alex, uh, uh, the first three games, he wasn't the starter against the Bruins. How right. improbable the first time is this? Since 1969, uh, St. Louis and Montreal in a cup final where the two starting goalies did not start the playoff opener for both teams. So that's how long it's been. Um, a couple of remarkable stories. You have Bobrovsky, who was a two-time Vezina winner, his top goalie in the league, 13th season, but he's had his ups and downs since coming to Florida, and now he's the best goalie in the world over these last few weeks. And Aiden Hill, who's somewhat of an unknown, uh, third-round pick by Arizona in 2015, uh, spent a couple of seasons there, then went on to San Jose, and uh, Laurent Brossard was the starting goaltender early in the playoffs, suffered the injury. Remember, they traded for Jonathan Quick, the two-time Stanley Cup winner yeah. for the Kings. He's the backup now. Um, they traded for Quick at the deadline, and here he is in another Stanley Cup final uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. What kind of difference, in your opinion, has Jack Eichel made to Vegas? Well, he's a terrific player, and you know, during his six years in Buffalo, uh, you could certainly see signs. He was the second overall draft pick, but it was a team that was rebuilding at that point. You could sense the frustration, uh, but he's been really impressive, not only on the ice, but when I've seen him in interviews, um, he seems like he's really matured, and he's one of the leaders on this team. He had never been in the Stanley Cup playoffs before, and uh, now playing in the Stanley Cup final, uh, they have a lot of players with playoff experience. Uh, five members of the Golden Knights have won a cup, Alec Martinez in L.A., Petrangelo in Barbashev in St. Louis, Stevenson in Washington, Quick in goal for the Kings during their two uh, championships. And then they also have six players who were on the Vegas team when they played the Capitals in the final in 2018. So um, a lot of playoff experience on the Vegas side. On the Florida side, you have Eric Stahl who won a championship back in 2006. Carter Verhage was on the Tampa Bay Cup squad in 2020. And a number of other players who have played deep into the playoffs, some even in the cup final. So it, it really should be a great series. I think it's two evenly matched teams. Uh, Florida's had the time off. By the time the puck drops on Saturday, uh, it will have been 10 days since their last game, the sweep of Carolina. Vegas has played three games since then. So with the Panthers, will the rest help or will it hurt? Because they're uh, they've been sitting around for so long. Uh, same thing with Vegas. Will the momentum carry over because they played those three games after Florida's series had ended, or will uh, the fact that they played those three games hurt? So we'll see uh, come game one on Saturday night. But in my opinion, it, it really should be a, a terrific, exciting, great series of hockey between these two teams. Uh, the most overtime goals in a single playoff. Mel Hill had three for the Bruins in 39 
Rocket Richard at three for the Canadians in 51. Corey Perry at three for Anaheim in 2017. Now Matthew Kachuk. Ten and a half months ago, Kachuk was, let's face it, they were depressed after losing at five to Edmonton. Then the blockbuster trade. What has he meant, just pure presence on the ice for Florida? Well, he's been tremendous. It was a trade, you know, contract-related on both sides with Kachuk saying that he was not going to re-sign in Calgary once he became a free agent. And uh, Jonathan Huberto was coming up on an extension, and the teams decided to make the deal. It's not often when 200-plus point scorers get traded for one another. And uh, Mackenzie Weger went the other way as well, a a real good defenseman. And it's funny, uh, Kachuk had a great season, 40 goals, 109 points. Huberto had a down season. Calgary actually finished with one more point than Florida, believe it or right. not, during the regular season. And the Flames missed the playoffs, and, and the, pa- the Panthers squeak in. And to watch Kachuk during that Carolina series, I'm not sure I've ever seen one player have such an impact. And it wasn't necessarily over the course of the entire games, but... Uh, the overtime goals he scored in game one in the fourth overtime and then game two in the first overtime and then the winner with five seconds left in game four on the power play. <laughs> so it's a great hockey family. Uh, their father, Keith Kachuk, and now the brothers, yep. Matthew and Brady, who plays for Ottawa. There are 30 other teams in the league who would love to have either Matthew or Brady Kachuk on their roster. Yeah, no question. And Matthew Kachuk's a big guy, six two. But what's interesting is you look at the Vegas defense, they have big men playing on defense. I mean, this is in terms of pure size, one of the biggest defensive groups I've seen. I don't know about you. They do. You know, right from one to six with Petrangelo, Martinez, McNabb, uh, Theodore, Haig, and Whitecloud. It's a terrific group. And then you look on the other side with Aaron Ekblad, the only homegrown Panther on defense. Forsling, yeah. Stahl, Montour, Mahura, and Gudis all came from other organizations, but um, two really, really solid groups. Yeah. Florida is a team that it's the this is going to be maybe the wrong way to phrase it, but I'll do it anyway. Back in the days with Jacques Lemaire, center ice trap, Devils, it was great. Even brought it to the Minnesota Wild, and they hung him with it. Now, obviously, you can't do as much of that stuff today. What do you see in Florida's defense that makes them so tough, especially just a pure entry into the neutral zone? Well, in, in chatting with Paul Maurice during the last series, you know, you have a couple of veterans in Mark Stahl and Radko Gudis playing on those second and third pairings, and they've made a big impact on their partners, Brandon Montour and Josh Mohura. And then you have Aaron Ekblad and Gustav Forsling on that top pair. Um, you know, Montour is a great skater, 73 points this year, set a franchise record for defensemen. Gudis is a guy who is always in the top two or three in the league and hits, so you have some different styles amongst those two on the right side, on the second and third pair. Forsling's been really steady. Stahl has such a great hockey IQ. It's his 16th year in the league, and um, you know maybe he's slowed down a bit as far as the skating, but the hockey IQ uh, is what has really impressed Paul Maurice, and he's a stay-at-home defenseman, so it allows Montour to get up there on the rush. He scored 16 goals in the regular season, and he scored some big ones here in the playoffs. At least Paul Maurice is there, so we still have a Hartford Whalers feel to it. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> but on the other side is Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, we all know what happened with the Bruins. Bruins are now out after round one to Florida. He's still coaching in in this one against Vegas. Now, look, 
it's not a vindictive thing. But what about the irony of that, Kenny? A lot of irony uh, as far as Bruce Cassidy is concerned. You get let go by the team that you brought to Game 7 of the Cup Final in 2019, lost on home ice to St. Louis. Boston goes out and sets league records for wins and points this season, and they lose in the first round, and here's Bruce Cassidy in the Stanley Cup Final. So uh, I'm sure he's got a, a big smile on his face for a number of reasons. But, um, you know, the coaches, to me, pretty similar as far as their backgrounds. Uh, they actually played against each other in junior hockey back in the 84-85 season in the Ontario Hockey League. Cassidy was a first-round pick by Chicago. Maurice was the last overall pick in the entire draft by Philly. So as far as their playing careers uh, in the NHL, not similar. But they both had long coaching careers. Uh, Cassidy with three teams, started in Washington as a young coach, and then, of course, had great success in Boston. Here he is in Vegas. Maurice took over Hartford at the age of 28, one of the (laughs) uh, youngest head coaches in league history. And now... He's the sixth all-time winningest coach. He's coached in the fourth most games, and he sets a record. He's gone uh, 21 years between final appearances. He actually took Carolina to the final back in 2002, and now he's back. And you know, he told us during the season, and it's been written, he thought he was done when when he left the Winnipeg Jets midway through last season. He thought that might be it. And sure enough, he gets a call out of the blue from Bill Zito, the Panthers' general manager, winds up getting hired in Florida to replace Andrew Burnett, who was just hired by Nashville yesterday. And uh, here's Paul Maurice in the Stanley Cup final once again. The power play is, is always interesting. Vegas is fortunate that they are a low penalty team because their penalty kill is only 63% in the playoffs. <laughs> but they don't take a lot of penalties. The Panthers well, a big part of that have... was they had to play Edmonton in the second round. So, yeah, that's um, true. And they, they, exactly. a lot that of teams would probably part. have that percentage if they had to go up against McDavid and Dreisaitl on the power play. Yeah, but that's, a your good, point, that's a good point. Um, they did have the fewest penalties uh, in the regular season, uh, lowest in the league. So they, they do stay out of the box. And, uh, you know, that percentage is probably an aberration because they played Edmonton. But yeah. um, it would certainly have to be better than that in the, in the final against Florida. Because the Florida Panthers are 28% on the power play, which has been good. But the odd part is their penalty kills only 71%. I, you know, for a team that usually is even strength played so well, uh, I, that surprises me. Yeah, it is a bit surprising. And, again, you probably have to look at the teams they played, Boston and right. Toronto, in the first two rounds. But, um, you know, it's a clean slate now. Uh, I'm sure the coaches are doing a lot of pre-scouting. Florida's had more time. Uh, when their series ended, Vegas was up 3 nothing. so my guess is they spent most of their time preparing for Vegas and not Dallas. Um, so we'll see how it all plays out. Hey, you'll have a great series. I know that. So thanks so much for the time today, and look forward to listening to every minute of it uh, as you call it on TNT. Well, thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. should be a lot of fun. Uh, our mutual friend Ben Bowman will be sitting just to my left feeding notes and Beautiful. statistics. Eddie Olchek to my right, uh, whose son you know very well, Tommy, who played at Penn State and will be getting married this summer. So there'll be a pretty big Penn State flavor in the broadcast booth. Yeah, one quick quick Tommy story. I have Tommy on between periods. I'm working on BTN. And I had him analyze the game to that point. I looked over and said, you might be better than your dad. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have Nick Olchek, who's broadcasting out in Seattle. So Olchek's all over the place. Well, we got one Kenny Albert, and we got him on today. So thanks so much. Appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Kenny Albert.
TNT. All right. You know, it was refreshing talking to Kenny. No, I, I, I can't figure it out. Think about it during the break. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got an idea, but I'll have an answer for you after the break. So they watch lawnmowers. Yes, they do. Kids playing with them. Adults adults using them. They can't get enough of it. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. And Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kier, it's 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a Great service department that backs it all up. Just pros, pros, technicians. Really good at their jobs. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, keywords 11 to 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, the most popular team that plays in Yankee Stadium, uh, New York City FC is playing FC Cincinnati tonight. No, no senor! No, senor! No, senor! Uh, games being played right now. The Angels lead the White Sox 10-2 at the end of eight innings in Chicago. Uh, it's been uh, all Angels today. Uh, Shohei Otani, the best player in the American League, two of three with three runs scored. He's driven in four. He's hit two home runs. Mike Trout homered. Wow. Well, it must be great to see a talent like that every day. Just so, like, he pitches, he does everything. He doesn't look like a robot up there. Hmm. I don't know who that might be. Uh, Rays at the end of, uh, actually, in the bottom of the eighth lead at Wrigley over the Cubs, 4-3. Guardians lead the Orioles, 6-5, bottom of the fourth. A's and Braves, scoreless top of the fifth. The Pirates lead the Giants in this one, 4-2. Uh, and that game is now in the top of the fourth inning in San Francisco. And uh, let's see who's done it. I think Castro's the one done. Is the, yeah, Rodolfo Castro and McCutcheon have doubles in this game. And Cabrian Hayes has a triple. So they lead the Giants 4-2. That game is in the top of the fourth inning. Dodgers lead the Nationals 3-2, bottom of the second. The Tigers beat the Rangers 3-2. to And the um, early evening game will be the Padres and the Marlins. Uh, Clark Schmidt goes for your beloved Yankees against Seattle tonight. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Actually, he was pretty decent last time out, so we'll see how things go. Even blind squirrels find acorns. Come on. No? That's kind of what happened last time he was out there, sure. 
So, uh, kickoff times we mentioned are set for seven Penn State football games. Um, And it opens up with 7.30 with West Virginia on NBC. Then the game with Delaware is at 3.30. That's on Peacock. Much to Matt's chagrin. I mean, there has been a lot. I mean, I I know you feel like you speak for America, but there are certain people out there that love to stream. Ted Lasso was on last night. Meanwhile, you were watching Lawnmowers known as a parent hostage situation. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Illinois is at noon on Fox. UMass will be at 3.30. Well, Iowa will be at at 7.30 on CBS. UMass will be at 3.30. Michigan's going to be at noon. And, of course, the Michigan State game, 7.30 on Black Friday night. So those are the seven of the 12 that have been announced. And that's where... It stands TV-wise under the new TV contract. Under the new TV contract. And Matt is hoping that Coach Prime and Colorado run into roadblocks. 65-7 week one against TCU. Let's reverse the national championship. That'd be great. What's interesting about Colorado, just take Coach Prime out of it. Let's just take him out of it for, for a moment. You know, That way we can actually talk football and we can kind of remove your level of um, depth of hatred. Uh, nobody knows what they have. Nobody knows how good they are. Nobody. They've changed over that entire roster. Who knows how good they are? I have no idea. I couldn't begin to tell you. I can't even tell you you his son's a quarterback. I can't tell you how he's going to stack up against. I mean, I saw, you know, we all saw what he could do at Jackson State, but this is TCU. I don't know. He could be great for all I know. He could be lousy for all I know. You know, um, I mean, nobody knows. I think it's just out of the curiosity factor that they have three early games that are televised because, let's face it, there'll be fans fans out there neutral that are curious. And again, what makes the difference in the TV rating? It's the casual fan, or in this case, the neutral fan. You just don't know. I mean, he's changed over so much that he's he, he's taking over a program that is one and eleven. He is taking over a roster that is not one and eleven. Now, for all we know, he's to, he's now has cultivated a roster that's zero and twelve, or he might have a roster that's four and eight. I don't know. I really don't know how good his players are. I just don't know. They've changed over. Almost everybody. And that'll be the curiosity of it. 
and then Rutgers and Northwestern, the big CBS Sunday game on September 3rd. Speaking of, this is the day, by the way, where players can and do announce in college basketball whether they are staying in the NBA draft or whether they are going back to their schools. Uh, This is the day they are supposed to declare Cliff Amore, for example, of Rutgers has announced that he is going back to Rutgers. Uh, you know, for example, uh, Tristan Newton of UConn had put his name into the uh, into the draft. No, he is going back to UConn. Tristan De Silva, speaking of Colorado, has decided to go back for his senior season in Colorado. He withdrew from the draft. I mentioned uh, Cliff Amore withdrawing from the draft as well. And so this is the day that it's going to happen. Uh, UCLA freshman Anabona has decided he's going to go back to UCLA and play his sophomore season. So you have a lot of players that are withdrawing their name from the draft today because it's the last day you can do it. Hey, I'm going back to school. I mean, Morell going back to Ole Miss, he withdrew from the draft. Then you have, for example, a really good player at Marquette, uh, Olivier Prosper. He's, he's staying in the draft. 6A player. Pre-draft process went really well for him. He's staying in the draft. So there you go. So this is the day. And again, the big one that would affect Penn State is Cliff and Murray who has decided to go back to Rutgers. Not a surprise. I mean, I think everybody expected Cliff to go back. His game does not really fit the NBA. And because of that, he just knew he was going to go back. How about that Clark Schmidt? He's pitching tonight. We'll see how it goes. Oh, you're a, oh, come on, you're you're just you are a, you're just anti Clark Schmidt. You just are. Does his family know that you don't like him? Good question. I heard they they were big fans of the show. Emphasis on were. If his son pitches, if their son pitches better, then we won't have as much of a problem. Yeah, but they think you should broadcast better. <laughs> That's fine. His their son still needs to pitch better. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
And then the NBA finals start tomorrow night. You're excited. You can't wait for it to start. I'm intrigued by it. I'll definitely will try to watch. I, I think Denver is going to win this in five. I won't even be shocked if they sweep Miami, to be honest with you, because I think they're that much better of a team. But we'll see how it goes. It, it, I'd like to see Denver win it because I can't two, stand Miami. The two really good teams, I mean, to their credit, they're, you know, to get this far, you have to be good. Right? But they don't have a lot of star power. And and when I talk star power, I don't mean to you the NBA fan or you the deep sports fan. You know who the stars are. But to the casual fan, Nikola Jokic does not resonate. Jamal Murray does not resonate. Jimmy Butler doesn't resonate. Where's LeBron? Where's the Celtics? Where's the Lakers? You know, brand names. Same problem. I mean, that's what I mean. It's the same problem that they have with the Stanley Cup. In Toronto, Boston, and the Rangers are original six teams, and all of them are, you know, were eliminated. And left standing are Florida and Vegas. You know, when Vegas played in the Stanley Cup final, they played Washington. That was Alex Ovechkin. That does resonate with some people. Right? Now it's Florida. Matthew Kachuk. Now, for those of us who sit there and love the game, yeah, you heard Kenny rattling off all the Kachuks all the way back to Keith Kachuk. I remember when Keith Kachuk was playing for the Rangers. So, yeah, I know that. But, I mean, to the average casual fan, no. They don't know. I think the NHL is going to have more of an issue with that than the NBA, but it's close. Well, the the NBA is also on ABC, and the Stanley Cup's on TNT. That that has to be factored in. Uh, Aaron Nola, Carlos Carrasco tonight. Wow, Pete Alonso has more home runs than any player in New York. Wow, that's impressive. Mets aren't really doing that much better, so. What a player. He's a good player, what, yeah. What a player. Wow. God, love to watch him, man. Doesn't seem so stiff up there. Yeah, it's great. Don't you think? Always! Well, obviously they're rising more for Alonzo. He's, he's hitting more bombs. Yeah, well. Hmm. How about that? Oh. <laughs> 152 games in 21, 160 games in 20. Wow, he plays every day, too. Holy mackerel. 161 games in 19, played 57 games in the... Well, Alonzo never misses games. Wow. This guy's durable. (laughs) Does your guy play every game? No. Just had the one IL stint this year. Yeah, this year. What about the other years? Last year he was good, as far as that goes. This guy played every game in 19, every game in 20, missed uh, eight games in 21, and missed two games in 22. Hmm. Wow. How about that? How about that? He's younger, too. He's 28. Wow. 
What a player. He's played every game this year. Oh, durable. Hits for power. Exciting. Why? To live in New York and see a player like that. <laughs> yeah, he's a good player. Good. He's obviously a great player. Plays for a fun team. Mets are fun. Don't you think they're fun? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! <laughs> I think Mets fans will tell you that right now, too. Right now, they're they're frustrated. They're frustrated. They got the, I don't know. Something not quite right with them. And I think it goes to the starting pitching. I mean, they did split with the Braves. Okay, played a four-game series with them. They split. Or, excuse me, um... Uh, they they lost two out of three to Colorado, I should say. Beat the Phillies two nothing last night. Like Carrasco's going to go tonight. Carrasco, though, I mean, to his credit, I mean, I mean, that six point seven five ERA is misleading. <clears throat> no. Uh... <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. You know, Nola is interesting. Nola is has a four five nine ERA. That's not great. He's frustrating right now for Phillies right. fans. Yet he has fewer hits than innings pitched. He has a 4 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio, but here's the big one. He's given up 11 home runs. He's given up 11 home runs. Trey Turner who you were jumping up and down about and I was like, "Okay, we'll see. He's hitting 240." Yeah. Yeah, also been part of the problem for the Phillies. Bryce Harper, who comes back from Tommy John in record time. Meanwhile, your guy's out on, a, on the I.L. with a hangnail. Like, it just doesn't feel right. Why? Why? What? We're paying you billions. What? Well, I'll give you that one. Hopefully all, all this goes well at Somerset. <laughs> Talking about Giancarlo standing. No, your other guy's out all the time, too. I mean, he, that was not his last stint on the IL, and you know it. He'll do something running the bases. All right. Um, and you know I, you, you know, and you know I'm right. I won't rule it out. How about that? He's, he's always out. I mean, last year, I think he had a great year. He was able to, but your group has won four in a row. And they've been in 10 runs in each of the last three games. Wow. And you got Clark Schmidt tonight, who has the ability to give up 10 runs. Very impressive. Correct. Might need another 10 runs tonight. We'll see. Wow. Hmm. Well, you're going to have to play on the road for a month to, to make it even. It's amazing. Well, they continue the West Coast road trip. They go to the Dodgers next this weekend. It's a six-game trip. You act like they're going on a nine-game trip. That's what most people do. They go on nine-game trips to the coast. I'm just saying they've they been on the road six. this week. That's all. They play six. They'll get swept by the Dodgers. You'll be crying in your in your, in your your milk. right? You're going to be sitting there saying, I don't want to watch the Yankees. I want to watch lawnmowers. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Here on News Radio 1070 WKK. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor.
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We all know the suit can't stand Roger Penske. Not a fan. The owner of the Chevrolet that was damaged during the Indy 500 by the flying tire off Kirk uh, or off Kyle Kirkwood's car. Roger Penske is going to get her a new vehicle. Indianapolis Star said that uh, Robin Matthews, a race fan from Indianapolis, is going to get a new car. Kirkwood's car, uh, the tire flew off, hit it. And she said, look, I didn't see, you know, I didn't see it come down. I went down there and they said, hey, Robin, it's your car. I thought, no, I thought somebody was pranking me. But you know what? It's a car. It's fine. Uh, Her car had to be towed because of the damage. Well, they found her, made sure, because, you know, they found it was her car. So she got a chance to kiss the bricks. IMS President Jay Douglas Bowles then gave her a ride home, and Roger Penske's going to give her a new car. Yeah, I saw that. That was a nice gesture. Aaron Judge said her a baseball. She's like, this is eight bucks. <laughs> He's giving me a car. <laughs> Well, she just doesn't understand then when she has. He bought it over at Walmart. If and he signed that, it, it doesn't matter. He didn't sign it. He just said it. Right? And he also had his secretary buy it. It's just, it's just, these are the people you worship?